All right, guys. Hello and welcome to episode 58. Today we're going to talk cars. We're going to talk photography. We're going to get into it. Uh, we got Lucas Scarfone here, um, who I can call a good friend of mine. Uh, he's the founder and photographer at Scarfone Photography and co-publisher at Autostrata Magazine. He brought some in today. Um, <laughs> flipping through them, I felt like a kid again. Getting product all these, placements. Yeah, <laughs> product placements, perfect. Um, you know, branding is key. As he's wearing his green, he, he we were talking about earlier. He's he's bleeding green. I'm bleeding blue. Um, <laughs> it seemed to take over my wardrobe when I got the car. So. Yeah, man. So, so nice to have you, bro. Oh, thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, man. Um, so, like, we started these podcasts, episode 58. It's pretty wild that we're here now. Um, so for everybody tuning in, we just want to appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. Um, kind of before just my mom listening. <laughs> now we've got some other people tuning in, friends and family, which is great. Um, but really getting the word out to, to kind of accentuate fucking awesome entrepreneurs <laughs> like yourself. And Thanks, I, think, uh, I think it's great. So I'm so happy that you were able to come. We start the podcast off now by what was your first paid job? Paid job. I was a dishwasher at Joey's Only Seafood Okay. On, for James and Rymel. Joey's Only. Yeah, it's not there anymore. It's like a diner now. But okay. uh, I remember because my brother was working there back in the day. Um, and then I wanted to buy a camera. So it was a Nikon D70 back in the day. And I think it was like 1500 bucks. Uh, not 1500 bucks, obviously. Yeah. So I started working and then I literally, my parents bought me the camera and I signed the back of my paychecks for like a year. <laughs> I had a spreadsheet and it was like, if I made $200 on my paycheck, I'd sign it and give it to my dad. Okay. Um, so I slowly paid the camera off over, uh, it must've been about a year and a bit. So you're learning of loans and any interest rates? Zero, zero percent interest. Zero so percent that's interest obviously rate. a lot different. <laughs> <laughs> days but uh no and same thing like without my parents like none of this would have been possible so like right from the beginning um that's how it all started was to their support right that's incredible so we got to find so how much were you making an hour back then oh i think it was like seven bucks like 650 maybe okay perfect we're like, not asking a, how long ago we're asking <laughs> we're asking price range just yeah. for context of what the first job yeah, was wild i think it was like six yeah between six and seven dollars i think amazing yeah. amazing so you've, you've come a little bit of a far away <laughs> fortunately yeah. yeah so talking about your first job to buy the camera when yeah. did you get into photography man like how long so been? back in the day i'm sure my buddies that uh that grew up with me I've heard this story a million times, but um, I just love cars. So I was 14. I emailed the president of the Viper Club of Ontario. Um, I was just like surfing around the internet when that kind of first started. Um, and I was like, hey, I have the email somewhere. And I was like, hey, I'm Lucas. Like, I love Vipers. I've never really seen one. Can I come see Vipers? Um, and the guy's name's Nabil. Like, I'm still very close with him. And um, God bless his heart. He probably was humoring me. He's like, hey, like, bring your parents. Like, ask them if they can bring you out to one of our meets at Burlington Mall. Um, and as soon as I was there, I was hooked. Like, the guys were awesome. They all took me for rides in their car. No way. I have a picture. I had, like, shiny black tearaways on <laughs> and a hockey jacket that was, like, way too big. Um, and there's me, like, kind of hunched over beside the car. Um, and it was great. Like, uh, the thing about the car community, it's such a welcoming, really supportive network of people. Um, so I was like 14 years old and then Nabil, God bless his heart, made me like the photographer for the Viper Club. Come on. Um, and at that point I was using like my parents' film camera. Um, so it's really interesting because he really 
was the one who kind of gave me that first opportunity. Um, so actually this past summer, he came out to the track because we do the track days every uh, every month. Um, and he brought his Viper out and I got a picture of me and him standing with my GT3 and his Viper. Um, and he signed it for me, which is very special. And it's just people like that. Well, you know, like the people who give you your first opportunities in business, you never forget them. Yeah. And that's why like it's similar to the cars where you let somebody sit in your car, you take a kid for a ride in your car, you never know when you're going to be that catalyst for someone's business, someone's journey, it sets them on a certain path. So I've been very fortunate where so many people have done that for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And really, that was kind of my goal when uh, when I got my own car. So that's so sweet, man. Yeah, like, so the love for cars prior to being 14, like, was there a time was there? Was there a car, like what was your favorite car? But For me, it was, it was like, I was a Viper kid. So okay. I'll never forget, we were driving to camping and I saw a red Viper RT10 going the other way. I was like, holy shit. Like, look like a spaceship, right? Yeah, and you could hear um, it. Oh, it was, it was spectacular. And I just, I'll never forget, I used to ride my bike to IDA, which was in the Upper James and Rymel Plaza. I and I used that, to yeah. buy like the DuPont registry and stuff like that. Um, so I swear to God, like I went there and I saw our magazine on the shelf and it's like one of those full circle moments, wow. right? But I just loved cars. Like, honestly, my parents weren't really into it. God bless their heart. They used to drive me to car shows, to track days. Um, and they didn't even like cars. <laughs> like, it's just amazing as a new dad now to have the support of my parents growing up really kind of shapes how I want to, um, raise my son, like with my wife, obviously. So, um, but yeah, it all started with that. Like I was, I was a into the cars before the photography. So the photography really gave me an opportunity to document the cars that I would see. Um, Cause same thing, I'd be super pumped. Like my mom would let me take the Monday off school to go to the auto show. And I would like take pictures to be less people in the background. Um, And I'm like, oh sweet. I get to see this like awesome Ferrari or Porsche. And then it's like, I get to take pictures of it and put it in my little binder. And I still have all that stuff. Like it was wow. like right at the cusp of digital. Yeah. Um, so I have like a stack of, uh, of photo albums, printed pictures. Um, <laughs> so it's pretty cool to look back. Like it's like 20 years ago, right? So yeah. it's been a fun journey since then. Does it feel like 20 years? It does and it doesn't. When I look at some of the pictures and when I talk to some of my friends, like it's just amazing to see because I've known them longer than I have, like than I haven't known them. Wow. So I've known them like, like longer than uh yeah 15 20 years for a lot of the guys right so uh, (laughs) it was really neat to see like just when guys that you grew up with are like hey man like i'm really proud of you like i remember when you were this little kind of brat walking around with braces and a big camera and um it's just pretty cool to see how it, it evolves over the years right I, I, can't, I can only imagine it's it's funny when you have those person i i, I love hearing those stories like who was your person yeah. right man well it doesn't matter like who, who's the person that got you in right everybody I, knows like you, gonna, you'll I'm never forget guy, yeah i'll never forget charlie firth uh well and his son devin um they they were critical critical in yeah. my success right yeah and you can't do it without them and that's yeah. the thing to be able to kind of come back on the other side and really help the next generation of whether it's photographers or just entrepreneurs in general yeah. uh, like you spoke about before sometimes it seems a bit unattainable for people mm-hmm. um, and same thing dude if you could have told me 20 years ago that we'd have a magazine and I'd have a GT3 I'd kick myself in the nuts right like it's just something that it's such a 
very special opportunity to do what I am fortunate to do for a living. Um, but you just never know. It seems like a pie in the sky dream, right? But when you kind of, you can show people those practical steps um, and show them the kind of one foot in front of the other and yeah. you never know where you end up. Oh, you're just answering my podcast questions. No, that's <laughs> perfect. So let, let's, for, for all the people that, that haven't, that, that, you know, don't know Lucas, Tell us a little bit about the car, like the, the GT3. He's got some crazy statistics on it. Um, you've probably seen that pesto somewhere. Everyone's um, probably sick of seeing pictures of my green GT3 <laughs> yeah, yeah, for uh, the last what, couple of years. Uh, what made you pick the Porsche? Is Was that the car forever? How'd you go from Viper to Porsche, right? Like It's always funny because my son's name's Enzo, right? Yeah. So guys always break my balls because it's, uh, yeah, my son's name's Enzo, Enzo Ferrari, and then I drive a Porsche, but... Um, no, it was one of those very special opportunities. Like the car market was uh, very different a couple of years ago. We couldn't get cars. Things were kind of uh, pretty wild, resale values and everything. Um, yeah, long story short, it came down to a friend who um, fortunately gave me the opportunity to build a very special car um, and then gave me the opportunity to purchase it. So um, in the Porsche world to go from no Porsche to the paint to sample GT3 Touring was a, a very big leap. Um, but it's something where he trusted it would go to a good home. Um, for me now, it's got to be one of the higher mileage GT3s in the country. Um, <laughs> not that I care about the number. It's just like I've had so much fun with that car in two years. Um, and when I bought the car, I wanted to raise at least like a dollar per kilometer um, for the Starlight Children's Foundation with the car. Like that was my goal. I was just like, you know what? I've been fortunate to grow up with very generous people my whole life. And I'm like, you know what? I can raise some money with the car. Um, so I think we're up to $104,000. So oh my <laughs> I got to keep driving. <laughs> the car's got 50, almost 60,000 K on it. So uh, I got a bit of a surplus there, but, uh, that's amazing. No, it's just being able to use the cars for things like that. It just, yeah. I never understood when I was growing up, why some of the guys would have so many cars and never drive them. Like they're very successful business people, very wealthy. And I'm like, just drive your car. Like, it's just something where I never I told myself if I was lucky enough to get a car, I was going to drive it as much as I could. So, um, yeah, like spring, summer, fall, that car is my daily for the last two years. So it's uh, it a very special opportunity. But I think the car itself is impressive, but I think um, it's a catalyst to really bringing attention and awareness to, to great foundations and people who do great work. And like we talked about before, it's just like, if you can let a little kid sit in your car or take a little kid for a ride, it's just something where you could really put them down a path and you never know. That's the fun part. And we always remember those times. A hundred percent. Like the same thing. I'll remember forever that my buddy Rob was the first guy who ever gave me a ride in a Ferrari. Um, and it was at Mosport and I was wearing like a Kappa track suit. Um, was, I got a picture of it somewhere. I'm lucky that like I documented a lot of these things, obviously, because of the photography, but um, stuff like that, you just don't forget it. So same thing, if you can have that ability and that opportunity to be that person for someone else, like whether it's the cars or the business side, it's it's kind of our duty. Honestly, I say it till I'm blue in the face all the time on my social media, but if we're fortunate enough to drive these cars, it's something that you really kind of owe it to other people in the community um, to kind of inspire, to get people um, closer to whatever their goals are. If you can use your car for that, like, why not? That's what they're for instead of keeping a garage. Yeah, 100%, man. And so when did you turn, like, when did you get this business mindset? Because obviously you go from a love of cars to kind of, yeah. you know, getting your way in there through the photography. 
your photography is incredible. Oh, thanks, man. Right? Like the creativity, the, the, the art that you're creating through yeah. the through the lens of the camera, however, you know, nostalgic way you want to say it. But like, how did you tie your love of cars into realizing that you have an eye for it? Yeah, and, and that's always a tricky part is kind of taking that um, from that art side to the business side, right? Ask any artist, they'll always struggle with that. Like, how do you price stuff? How do you do all the business side of things, right? Like the fun part for, I think, most artists and creatives is doing the art or the creative stuff. Yeah. Um, so I was fortunate where I was on a car rally. Uh, my buddy, Jason, I was in his you know, twin turbo four GT, nice car. Wow. Um, but he told me, he's like, hey, like, why don't you look into your local area? There's a small business center. Um, and I didn't know any of this, right? So he's like, why don't you look around and see, like contact them and see like their, um, their job is to help people like yourself. So I think it was 16 years old at that point. Um, so really? I, I, I walked into the small business center in Jackson Square. That's before they moved to City Hall. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hey, like I like taking pictures of cars. What do I do? Um, and God bless them. That's where the summer company program had just kind of come into effect wow. in that kind of general timeline. Um, and yeah, that's how I kind of turned the passion for photography and cars into an actual business. Um, summer company program is the best thing ever, man. Like it gives you um, practical business knowledge. So accountants, lawyers, insurance, here's how you set up a bank account. Here's how you do receipts. Here's how you account for your time. Um, so yeah, that's really how it took a turn to an actual full-fledged business. Um, and it was fun because like, and same thing, we talked about this before, but it's, uh, I was fortunate. Well, this year was the first year I was a mentor for the same program. You're saying that, yeah. And it was like 15 or 16 years later. Um, so it was really special. I remember telling them, I was like, listen, one day I'm going to buy a sports car and I'm going to come back and show you guys. Um, and God bless. I got a picture of them standing with the car. They signed the car for me as well. No um, it's just very personal. Right. So of course. It, was, it was very special to be able to, to kind of be on the other side of the desk, um, than the kids. Right. There's nothing better than to give a mentor a result. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, and it's funny cause they said, they're like, we had no doubt that you would do it. And for me, I'm like, how could you know that, right? Like, it's just, it's weird. At the time, you never think you can do it. But once you kind of have these practical steps and oh, um, you see the momentum and they're like, oh yeah, like we knew. And I'm like, well, that made one of us. Like, <laughs> same thing, right? But it's, it's interesting because like we met some of the kids and like, you can tell. Like, you can just tell like this kid's got his shit together. He knows. Yeah, he wants um, it. Or they know what is going to, like these steps are. And you can fast forward whatever, 5, 10, 15 years. And I wouldn't be surprised to see that person on the other side of the desk as well, right? Amazing. And empowering those, those the younger generation, right? Like, you know, I think I think it's one thing to tell someone they could do whatever they put their mind to. It's yeah. another thing to give them some support on the way. And when you can show them, right? Like, yeah. honestly, if someone told me that I'd be able to take pictures of cars and write about cars for, not myself write about cars, but have a car magazine for a living, like, there's no way, right? It's one of these like, oh, okay, I'm going to be the MBA kind of things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's really, it's it's been a very rewarding journey, especially because, when I got into it, there wasn't a lot of kids shooting cars back in the day because it was film, right? So it was kind of one of the original ones in Toronto that would like chase the cars around and take pictures. And then I would like get them developed and all this stuff. So um, to see the talent in the city now, like, dude, it makes me want to throw my camera out sometimes. Like these really? kids and their kids are like 15, 16 years old. It, it's incredible, like the talent in the city. So um, I'm fortunate where a lot of the kids reach out and kind of ask my advice and that kind of thing. And 
Um, it's a bit more difficult now just because there's a lot of people that do it. But the more that people put themselves out there, like you don't realize how many people pick up on things. Um, so I just keep telling them, like, go to events, meet people, take pictures, like just keep doing it. And you yeah. never know where the opportunities are come from. Um, when I was a kid, like same thing, I just went to everything. Even now, like when I got my car, I was like, I'm going to go to everything. Because You're literally everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like it slowed down a bit now with, uh, with my son, but it's, uh, it's just, it's been a lot of fun seeing kind of just where the camera takes you that way. Like I love that. I've been fortunate to do some really interesting trips, like kind of in Europe and do European delivery of cars and, and really explore what's out there just from having a camera. Right. And so, you know, just diving into that a little bit, because it was funny, we, um, you know, when you, when you talk about those behind the scenes images and those shots and stuff like that, as a photographer, it's something that I'm just interested in. I don't care if the viewers care, <laughs> but, um, like how do you be a fly on the wall in those settings, getting the handshake, getting the, the key changeover? Like, do you- it's always interesting because same thing, like a lot of the people that I work with, like they, they're not super comfortable having cameras around. Like I couldn't do video stuff because if I have a camera in your face, it's different. I've, I've kind of been very good at blending in that way where you just kind of pop around and you don't make too much noise, but it's really, I'm there to capture that moment. Right. Yeah. So it's when they pull the cover off a guy's brand new Porsche for the first time, it's like the guy's face and him hugging his kids and the getting the keys yeah, and yeah, yeah. firing it up. And it's something where, I've done it for so long now that you kind of know where to be. Um, yeah, where to be, right? So it's like, I don't know, if I shot hockey, I would know what corner things usually happen in, right? So I apply that to the automotive side and um, it's been super fun, man. Like just the fact that I get paid to, to do things that I really enjoy and be yeah. around cars that I've always loved my whole life. Um, it kind of feels surreal sometimes too. I love it, man. Proud of you. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and so... When did um, you and your co-founder uh, start the magazine? Tell us a little bit about the journey. Like, not everybody can see it here, but like, you know, we got Jay Leno. Um, like, we got some, we got some big names here. Yeah, you're, you're telling me a little bit about, um, you know, where where you're going with it. Like, it's been a lot of fun. Like, it's hard to believe it's been nine years, right? That's so, and you put um, one out every quarter. Yeah, yeah. So March, June, <laughs> September, December. So once every uh, every quarter. But yeah. So long story short, like uh, my business partner Sean, like we started the magazine together. Yeah, almost nine years ago. Um, so Sean had a separate publication that did more kind of homes and that kind of thing. Uh, so I was shooting for his magazine for a long time. And then I'd always kind of poke my head in the garage. And I'm like, oh, this is so-and-so's house. They have a car, blah, blah, blah. So there was a lot of overlap there. Um, and then we were just like, you know, I, we should do a car magazine, right? Like there was always a small automotive feature in, in kind of uh, in his forum magazine. But we are just like, let's do it. So he said, he's like, if you're serious and you want to do it, we'll figure it out. So I have a picture somewhere of like his kitchen table at like two in the morning with like coffees and papers and magazines and mock-ups. And I remember like from the time we started um, pre-selling ads to the time we had a finished publication was five months. Um, and we just, God bless like my, my buddy Rob, I don't know if you know Rob Herjavec from Dragon's Den. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob was like the very first cover feature ever for the magazine. So <laughs> I was like, Rob, listen, like I know I knew him for a long time through the car stuff. I was like, I've never asked you for anything ever. I'm like, I really need you to be on the cover of the magazine. He's like, yeah, no problem, whatever you want. <laughs> so like at that time he was like probably one of the most famous Canadian car guys, right? Huge. So um, yeah, we were very, very fortunate that he, uh, he kind of sat down and we did the interview and had the cover and we kind of kept it a bit low key until the actual magazine came out. Yeah. So people didn't really know what it was until there was a physical magazine on the shelves and chapters, right? So um, 
it's been an incredible journey. Honestly, if you said that, like, I'd get to go and take pictures of Jay Leno, uh, Mario Andretti, um, Christian Von Koenigsegg, Horatio Pagani, all these, re- like, Jesse James, all these, yeah, like, really yeah, interesting one, people, yeah. right? So um, it's been incredible, like, just to see, especially we, we're fortunate to have a very um, unique niche in Canada uh, with the publication. So to be able to to be able to pull physical print revenue um, in a digital world is always a challenge. Yeah. Um, and same thing, like we have a whole digital platform and that kind of thing, but our distribution is very catered towards a physical, you pick it up, you feel it. Um, our goes demographic, the table, man. that's a thing, the, right? So it's, it's kind of timeless. So for us, like it's fun when I walk in like my buddy's offices or garages and they'll have like all 36 issues there, right? Oh, wow. Um, which is pretty wild. Like it's, I have them at home and it like, it's amazing how much of a shelf it takes up now. Oh, that's um, cool. But it's like almost a decade of our life, right? So you think about it, like it's two guys, like Sean's from Dundas, I'm from Hamilton. Like to see what two guys from out West this way could do. Um, it's It's been, yeah, very rewarding. Uh, it always comes with its challenges, but for us, like it's when you, crack open that magazine you get that smell and it really it's uh we touch every page right so for us it's that passion history and journey that's really been kind of our core founding principles that we base every story in the magazine off of Um, so i don't care if you got a million dollar ferrari or a ten thousand dollar corvette that you rebuilt in the garage like it's it's really about your connection to the car we never put price tags like it's no one cares you can google it and figure out what cars are worth or what people are worth but when you can talk about guys instead of being like oh you have a hundred million dollars in cars but what was your first car like what was your first sports car why did you buy that car where have your cars taken you that's really what we focus on it's not about the dollar figure so that's really I think positioned us in a really great spot where people approach us with stories now. Um, really? Oh yeah, I get emails and it's like, oh, like me and my dad rebuilt this Camaro, like stuff like that, where I'd much rather tell that story than someone who kind of walks in and points at a car and writes a check, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Doesn't, um, doesn't spec it out. It's just different, right? Like it's, it's uh, people are in the automotive space for different reasons. And we really like to find those very organic, passionate stories. And, and that's what's in the magazine, right? Well, you can tell just based on your story and, and your core values, I'm sure, right? It's cool. Like, it really, like, it, people don't realize how personal each and every issue is for us, right? Like, we're the ones who are on the phone with the advertisers and uh, dealing with, like, the photographers and the writers and that kind of thing, right? So, like, we touch every single page of that magazine. So, do you shoot all the photography in the, in no, the book? No, 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 not, yeah, like, a lot of our content... Um, is from freelance people. So honestly, to be able to pay somebody to do what they love to do, that's the other side of the magazine too, right? Like if you're very passionate about writing about cars, it's like, okay, well, here's a story and you get to um, pay someone to do what they love to do, right? So yeah, at the beginning, I was the one shooting the majority of it just because like we didn't have the budget to do anything <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, now it's I been great. I can't believe like, you used to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You used to and do everything. Fun. Like yeah, yeah. that Leno cover, I shot the, the cover for Jay Leno's issue, which is very special, like getting yeah. to meet him and um, go down to California and see his garage. And it's these like once in a lifetime opportunities that you never would have thought is like this 14 year old with a camera. And now it's like, you're shooting the cover of like your own magazine with one of the most famous car guys in the world. Right. So yeah, it's fun to see it come around. And so, you know, we talk about kind of like that, kind of those next steps. And 
getting involved in, in some of the charitable stuff you do and even raising that hundred thousand dollars <laughs> is hilarious that now you gotta you gotta start driving that maybe you gotta start adding a season <laughs> yeah seriously you gotta throw some winters on it yeah. yeah um so tell us a little bit about like how did you start that how'd you get involved what made you so passionate about it I think it was just because the people that I've grown up with my whole life, they're very generous and, and obviously they're very wealthy guys to be able to, to drive some of these cars, but they would always take that time to give back, whether it was like a charity rally or just simple as letting a kid sit in the car. Um, all the people around me were very generous with their time, um, financially, that kind of thing. Um, so same thing when I bought my car, I was like, okay, well, this is really what I want to use the car for. Obviously I love driving it and taking it to events, but if you can use it to make that difference, that was really, um, one of my goals when I bought the car. Uh, so before that, like one of the big charity, uh, events we do every year is called drive for smiles. Okay. Um, so about six years ago, uh, one of our advertisers invited us out and he's like, you know what? He's like, I think this would be a perfect event for you guys. You need to come and see it. Um, so God bless my buddy, Dan, let me his Ferrari 458 Spider for the event. Um, yeah, I still don't know how he, he let me use that car, but, um, yeah, so I, I had the Ferrari there and it was something where you take the kids out on the track and unfortunately they're kids going through tremendous challenges health wise. Um, so to be able to see that like physical difference, like yeah. the world is based around people writing checks and it's amazing and it, and it makes the world go round. But when you can use your time and really see the kids like, especially having a, a son now, like it's just something that you, it really, it changes you as a person, like to see them like, and a lot of the kids, sometimes they have to sit on their parents' lap or sometimes they have equipment to get them in the car that they have to have in the car with them. Um, but when you see how excited they are, dude, like, especially like convertibles, like they put their hands up and like, you're flying up the straight, like, and same thing, you're probably driving five tenths, but like that experience for the kids is something that we walked away from that event, Sean and I, and it's like, we can never not be part of this event ever again. So um, we were fortunate that um, we were able to kind of steer the event in a direction that kind of increased the the quality of the cars, the drivers. Um, Yeah, last year we had 75, 80 cars. Uh, We raised like a couple hundred thousand bucks. Like, and you look at the lineup of cars and it's like Ferraris, Lambo, Porsches, McLarens, like everything. Wow. Um, And we're fortunate that when we kind of put the word out and people trust us and, and they really, um, we push hard for that event because that's a very, very special event to us. Like just cause we've seen it. And once the drivers come, they'll never miss an event. Like it's something where they're, a lot of them bring their kids now to volunteer. And it's, it's amazing what a car does. You think about all this stuff and it's like, it's a thing with wheels on a motor, but you can use it to make like a physical difference in people's lives. And that's what I try. And I don't know why I feel like that's my mission, like as like a 30 something year old to, yeah, yeah. to get a lot of these guys to use their cars for that. But, and I get it guys buy cars for investments and that kind of thing. But, um, that was really, that event will be something. That's why I sticker the car up. Right. So yeah. um, thanks again for your sponsorship for that. Cause we, uh, no, it's, it's all the people that in my life that have really, um, just put their support behind me. So when I drive around with my car full of stickers for a month, um, <laughs> that's where that hundred thousand comes from. So, um, it's a team effort in the community. Like it's, it's very special. When I look at the car, I'm not a big fan of the attention the car gets when it has the stickers on it, but I am on the flip side because it's a great conversation starter to bring people to the event. Um, but that's, it's just amazing what a car can do and the doors it can open and the smiles it can create. And, and that's really what they're for. And that's what I try and kind of express to a lot of people in the community too. When I'm like, you know, I remember, um, 
I was listening to, I think it was Gary V. You know, we talked about him earlier, but this kind of resonates a big one. And I remember feeling a little bit lost in the connection of charity with business where it was like, you know, almost feeling guilt. Like, should I be promoting my business through charity work? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, well, what if I'm getting work from promoting myself by doing good? And Gary Vee said, it's just great. It was just like kind of one of those, like, don't overthink it. Just get to the point. He goes, yeah. if the worst thing that can happen is you get business from doing good things, oh, he fine. goes, you got other things to worry about. And it was just that resonating with me, like, you know, in terms of the more that we, you know, give and support, but also document it. Yeah. With photography or videography or, or whatever that channel is, radio, it doesn't matter. Um, it goes a long way. And what happens is other people notice. That's a big thing, man. And honestly, like, I, I document everything. That's my life. I just love photography and capturing those moments. But the amount of people that have come to me and be like, oh, like, I saw that you guys did this event here. I'd like to do something similar. So uh, whether it's our toy drive every December, whether it's like even Drive for Smiles. Yeah. One of my friends that lived um, in Toronto moved to Vancouver. So I was in Vancouver for my brother's wedding. And he's like, oh, can I meet up with you? I want to talk to you about doing a drive for smiles in Vancouver. Uh, so that's something we're going to do at wow. some point in the new year, right? So stuff like that, where like, honestly, I could not give less of a shit what people think. When you see the smile on a little kid's face when he's ripping down a track at a hundred and something kilometers <laughs> an hour, it doesn't matter. Honestly, I couldn't, I've always been very confident with my ownership of the car, my ownership of really my decisions um, in the charity space, because- yeah. You do it for the kids. Like, it doesn't matter. I don't care the back end of what anybody thinks about anything. When they see that smile, it's it's incredibly special, man. Like, yeah. especially, like, it just changed. Once I had my son, my wife had my son. <laughs> God bless her. Um, when we had Enzo, it was just something where I can't imagine the battles that these families face every day. Um, so being able to take them out and they say, they're like, our child is so happy for the day, the week, the month, whatever it is after the event, they showed mm-hmm. the doctors in the hospital, the pictures, and that's what it's about. The back end is whatever, like it doesn't matter to me. That's what you do it for. Yeah, I love that. And that's the thing. And it's just great because you can really inspire other people. And and like yourself, like the fact that you could kind of use your success here and, and sponsor my car and we all kind of help each other, right? Yeah. Um, and that's what I document it for, especially like if you scroll through some of the pictures from Driver Smiles, man, like it, it brings a tear to your eye because that's exactly what you do it for. The money's great <laughs> yeah. and that's what helps everything work in the world. Um, but when you can use your time, and that's what I told the guys. There's a difference between writing a check and there's a difference between you taking your day and driving your car and taking the kids out, right? I was like, this car can't happen without both or the event can't happen without both, but we need people to drive your cars, right? So it's been awesome, honestly, like it, just to see how um, we've used the cars to kind of inspire and, yeah. and it's been great and that's what they're for. So it's been fun to use it for that, right? That's incredible. Yeah, I just think it's such a it's a, such a nice connection piece and um yeah, being being able to kind of change those kids' lives, right? And, and you, you never forget. So you, you know, you travel around the world. We're gonna get a li- we gotta get a little bit of the business question. So yep. traveling around the world. Now you've got your son Enzo. <laughs> you've got your wife at home. You got these businesses. You yeah. love photography. You love cars. How do you manage your time? It's a very different chapter now. Because um, you were so, saying you said no to a trip earlier. That yeah, you and it's something yes where. To. It just, I knew like it would change once we, uh, once we had Enzo, right? And it's great. Honestly, I, I traveled my whole life. So fortunately the last 10 years, um, 
I've done a lot of trips overseas, like European deliveries. And um, we fortunately go pick options for Ferraris at the factory and things that I never, ever thought I'd have the opportunity to do from having a camera. Um, so I'd be gone sometimes like six, seven months a year. Uh, wow. It was pretty wild. So um, I'd shoot press launches all over the world. So now it's just a bit of a different chapter where um, I just want to be home. Like, honestly, like I, I've done it and I loved it. It was such a great time. And I'm sure um, the trips will, will happen again at some point. But I don't know. You're a dad, right? You got to like, you got to be home. For me, I, I love to be home. It's not like I'm just making all these sacrifices. Like I, I love being home um, with my family. So I've kind of reorganized a bit of my, um, the photography side to do more local work, Okay, which has been great because it kind of got me back to the roots of why I started this in the beginning. Um, I love shooting cars. So a lot of the time guys would ask me to shoot their car, but I'd be fortunately at some event somewhere in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, okay, well, I'm home a lot more often. I have a lot more flexibility. So I've been shooting a lot more collections, a lot more interesting cars. And it's, uh, yeah, the, the time balance is always a challenge, no matter what. Anybody, whether you have kids or not, whether whatever business you're in, I feel like everyone's common challenge is that work-life balance always. For sure. Um, for me now, I know like when I get home, I can start working after my son goes to bed. Um, and that's the choice that I make. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just interesting to see how much your life changes, right? <laughs> but um, it's awesome. And it's just something where when I look back, I wouldn't change anything. Like all the decisions I made kind of brought me um, to where I am in, in business and in life. But it's something that uh, it, I see it as a new chapter and it's super fun. Like honestly, dude, my son loves cars. It's completely my fault. But like, <laughs> he just like points, he's like car, car, red car, green car, blue car. Like it's um, the first time he was on the racetrack was he was three months old. Yeah. Um, so I, I shut the track down and he was sitting on Alyssa's lap. Um, and like he had his little headphones on and oh, that's awesome. just to be able to share that. Right. Like that's, that's success for me. Honestly, the cars, the money come and go, whatever. But like to be able to share these very deeply intimate things for me with my family is like, that's, you can't put a price on that. Right. So um, that's why like someone's going to have to pry that car up <laughs> out of my dead fingers one day. But um, no, it's just very special. Like it's something where um, that car is the same birth year as my son. I got to pick it exactly how I wanted it. Like I always say like that car is going to be his with half a million kilometers on it one day. Right. But I love it. Um, yeah, so that's how I see it now. It's just, it's a, a different chapter to be able to include my family and in a lot more of kind of these adventures and, and just kind of see what that next chapter holds. Right. I love it, man. Um, so we always ask this question right at the end of the podcast. It's been incredible having you on. What advice would you give to your younger self that maybe you were looking for <laughs> back then? It's interesting. Like with that, I went like a different path than the typical, um, post-secondary education and all that kind of side of it. Um, I, I, I think just keep following your passion. Um, I've been very fortunate that my passion took me where I am today with a lot of amazing people that have helped me along the way. Um, and that's the thing. It's, it's interesting seeing that next generation come up and it's even some of the, the photographer kids and everything. And it's like, well, I don't think I could ever get a car doing this. Right. And honestly, that's how I thought at the beginning. I'm like, I can never imagine having a sports car from taking pictures of cars. Right. Um, but if you just keep following your passion, whether it's cars, whether it's photography, whether it's whatever, baking, like business, 
Um, it's amazing where it'll push you and where it'll take you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really hard to work that long and hard on something for someone else sometimes. Yep. Um, and that's really what kind of pushes you to start your own business. And um, But no, I, I think it all comes down to passion. Like it really, that's what lets you stay up those long nights. That's what kind of pushes you to get up early and, and go to these events or take the pictures or do whatever jobs you have to do. Right. So that's what it come down to. I love that. Man, it's, it's a great piece of advice. And I think that's, it's, uh, it's brilliant seeing something with, with a story like yours really come through. <laughs> um, you know, it's like, you know, when you talk about a childhood dream, like that's it's really special that kind of you, you know you created a passion for yourself at that age and and then seeing the success that was you know probably long nights weekends you're saying the two two a.m. in the in the kitchen like that stuff is uh, it's very special to hear about. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, right? So like we talked about before, it's easy to pull up to this building and be like, oh, wow, it must be nice, man, to have your name on the building and all these trucks and, and employees. And uh, same thing, I get that a lot with the car where it's like, it's a, it's a shiny object that catches attention, but yeah. it's like the iceberg, right? That's kind of the tip of the iceberg. And then you see all I the things. Right there. Oh, okay, I didn't even see that. So <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Where, and same thing, it's not my job to kind of educate people on my background. And, and it's if they want to judge you based on whatever, that's up to them. Yeah. Um, but you know for yourself, man, when you pull up to this place and you look up and it's early and the sun's coming up or you're leaving and the sun's going down and you can look up and it's something to kind of be proud of. It's something that all, all your work over the years kind of leads up to that, right? And it's exciting because it's kind of, it's fun to see like yourself, like how things have expanded, where things are going to go. Like 100%. fast forward five years, 10 years, right? Like someone told me five years ago that we'd kind of have the success with the magazine and I'd have a GT3. Like it just, it doesn't compute that way, right? So it's but, hard to comprehend. Yeah, exactly. And for me, I've like, I've always struggled with planning. I've never been good at like <laughs> setting goals and that kind of thing. It's terrible. But I always thought that if I kept, working hard and I kept kind of doing what I'm doing, yeah. um, it at least puts you in the right direction. Right. So 100%. the harder you work, the luckier you get yeah, one of yeah. those things. So <laughs> well, yeah. that's, uh, that's the line. Well, listen, man, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, you know, Lucas and, and, and his, all his social networks are going to be all over uh, <laughs> Ty in the background here is going to get everybody connected with Lucas. If you haven't seen the pesto, you got to check this. <laughs> you can't thing get out. away from the green car. No, no, I see it everywhere now. It's like, um, it, it's like when you buy your own car, except I haven't bought one. I just know them. Um, I see it all over the place, but it brings a smile to my face every time. Cause I know what the car means to you, which yeah, I love that's... people that have that kind of passion, but also what it does for the community so episode 58 guys you heard it here first um you know check lucas out take take a photo if you have an opportunity to donate to some of his causes um he'd love to see it and if you've got a car that you want to get involved in or you got to get a photo shoot he is your guy uh thanks so much for coming on man thanks for having me man i appreciate it that was awesome.